the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next couple hours, we're going to be here talking about car, car repair issues, car repair problems. What about this? What about that? And the easiest way to get on is just give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I've got my son, Alan, here. He... Um, he runs our diesel division and performance side. And I would imagine that you get lots of calls about Chevy, Dodge, and Fords. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and most of those perhaps from your father because they're calling me and they're asking me questions. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I get a, get a lot from a lot of questions, actually. Okay, so we'll open it up to that, too, as well. If you have a, a Dodge, if you have a Chevy with a Duramax, uh, or if you have a Ford, and no matter what motor you've got, give us the symptoms, and we'll do our best to guide you. We're not going to be able to fix your car over the air, but it's probably something that we've seen and fixed before. Mm-hmm. And we kind of know what the menu is because, well, like you've got Don's truck in here right now, mm-hmm. and there's oil leaks. And I think there were some turbo lines on the top of the motor. It's a Ford. Yeah, high-pressure oil pump, yep. Okay, and it's a 7.3. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's real excited. You know, he just had COVID, and he was in the hospital. Yep. And um, so he, I talked to him two or three times in the last couple of days, and uh, and he's doing really well. And he's excited to get his truck back. And then we talked the other day about some other things that he wanted us to look at and yep. stuff like that. So if you have a diesel truck and you've got a problem, then um, it doesn't cost you anything. 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones. And we've got David. David, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Thank you for asking. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. okay. Uh, I don't have anything for you to fix, but I'm hoping to avoid a future problem. Okay. I am kind of taken with the Jeep Rubicon, but I've heard that certain years had serious computer issues, and I'm wondering what range of years should I look for to get a solid vehicle um, for maybe the $25,000 to $30,000 range and which any particular motor I should look for or what. That would okay. be appreciated. Okay, we can do that. Um, I suppose you've got some Rubicons in your fleet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not. Uh, you're talking about the Wrangler Rubicon, I'm assuming, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, like I'm not familiar feet. with with uh, with computer issues. I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what what you're uh, what referring what you're referring to on that. We don't see you a know, lot of. I've, I've heard that for about four years, up to about 2015 or so, they some of the V8s had uh, a tendency to just quit running on the while you're running down the freeway and. No particular reason, and well, they and don't. They don't. They don't. Courses. They don't come with V8s, though. The the Rubicons. Um, 
Yeah, okay, well, that's news to me. Okay, maybe they mis- whoever I was talking to misunderstood my question. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think they did, because the Rubicons... Now, I, 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 let me, I, I digress, because they did build, in 2021, they built a special edition 392 Hemi for the, for the Jeeps, but I, I'm pretty certain that's yeah. not what you're referring to. There are also, um, there are also, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, swap, engine swaps that we've done numerous where you do put the, the V8s or the Hemis into the Jeeps. Oh. I don't know if that's what he was referring to, but as far as the Rubicon, yeah. they're, 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 they're good. Uh, they're good rigs. I'd buy one in a second. The only problem I, the only reason I don't buy one is because I would spend a, a million dollars on it because every single accessory on the planet is available <laughs> for those things. And I, I can't control yeah, myself. So. And he needs to control himself. <laughs> I have a I have a comment for you, David. Every day of my life, I hear what you've said. Well, I've been told this, and I've been told that, and the thing dies when it's running down the freeway and stuff like that. Here's the problem with that. The problem is, is that so many times a guy will get on the Internet and he'll start doing, spouting off on what he did, what he has, and then everybody starts talking about it, and then whatever they said all of a sudden becomes God's word. And in really, right. and in it may reality, not have been the problem. Well, <laughs> the problem turns out to be a crankshaft sensor or a fuel pump problem. And you say to him, "Hey, right. did you check the okay. fuel pump?" Yeah, I did. And then you say, "Okay, well, what kind of pressure did you have?" And then he starts stumbling around because if he knew and he did check his pressure, he'd know that that was probably t- ten, twelve, fourteen pounds. But he doesn't know the answer because he didn't check the pressure. So we see that all the time. My best advice to you is: is we like Rubicons. If you're going to buy one, just have somebody who works on them. Give, do a used car checkover. That's at, at our shop. It's about one hundred twenty-five dollars, something like one hundred fifty bucks. One hundred fifty bucks, and we give you a list of stuff that you can negotiate with. It's the same way. There's lots of shops throughout the valley that do that. But that used car checkover okay. is money in the bank. Mm-hmm. But we we've got guys that go. What's the big rock hauling crawling thing that they go to up in Utah or Montana? Yeah, Moab, uh, Rubicon. Yeah, we do all, you know all of that stuff and build jeeps for those all the time and. Uh, and and there was a time when Alan okay. was up there, and um, he was with a bunch of guys at the was that the the big Rubicon rally, Rubicon, yeah. and and then they were dumping the motor home uh, black water tank, and the hose got away from them, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah. so they're they're all out there with brooms and and their old t shirts trying to move um, that that uh, black water back towards the drain, and I guess it was kind of comical, <laughs> but. Um, um, you have to be aware of that. Don't let anybody kick your hose out when you're not looking. All right. Yeah, there's no there's no Rubicon right. years that I would be uh, I'd be afraid of. Hey, thanks. I'm glad I called. No okay. problem. All right, and, and that means a lot. G- give me the year of the the spread that you do work on. What what? Um, usually the JKs. I don't know exactly what year that started. 08, I think. So anything 08 up. Okay, so in the last 10, 12 years, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Okay. No, no we right. don't see many issues. And and we don't see the motors blown up, but what we do see is is we see suspension damage because they probably went into yep. place and twisted it up a little tighter mm-hmm. than they should have, stuff like that. So yep. 602-508-0960, The lines are wide open. Let me tell you about a good shop in town, Blackwell Automotive, up at 40th and Greenway. Tom does family cars, vans, does motor homes, does pickup trucks, does Jeeps, does all that stuff, but he also has a vintage car department. And so if you have an old car and you want to switch the air conditioning from the, you know, from 12 to something else, and actually most of the time we go back to 12, 
So nevertheless, Tom can do all that kind of stuff. He's been around a very long time. He's no spring chicken. He wasn't born yesterday, and he knows right from wrong, and he has a really nice shop. So if you're up in that northeast Scottsdale area, the only guy I can recommend is Blackwell Automotive. There's lots of shops up there. But for me to recommend them, you have to have virtually a spotless record. You have to be around a long time. You have to have ASC certified technicians. And under the best of the conditions, the guy that runs the shop is an ASC certified technician. And under really good condition, he's a master tech. And that means a lot. So it's a, it's a historical thing, and, and reviews are nice. But in reality, um, it's important to me that the shop have the capabilities to do the work that they say they are. And we've got another caller. Go ahead. Hey, hello to Jack. Jack, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Hey, um, I've got a problem with a 2000 F-150. It's a V6. My son was driving it the other day up a long hill, and he and he felt something in the engine. Then it started running a little rough. It lacks power. It, it, it runs a little bit rough at idle. So he took it into... Um, into a shop it's got two hundred and forty thousand on it i know that's a lot for a ford but that's a different matter we're not going to tease you we'll go ahead (laughs) yeah 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 probably shouldn't respond to that one so we took it into a shop and they say oh so it's throwing um, codes on three cylinders misfire i think we uh, the shop says well you need to replace all your fuel injectors uh, the problem is, is six months ago we had all the fuel injectors replaced. So I'm, I'm really having a hard time thinking. All of a sudden, three fuel injectors went bad on us. So, do you have any ideas on what we can do, or what's the next step? This isn't this isn't tough. I, I can tell you that now. Just follow me through on this. We see cars come in, and they've got you know four, six, eight new fuel injectors on them, and we see mass airflow sensors on them, and we see this and we see that. We see all kinds of new stuff, spark plugs and, and, and ignition coils, all kinds of stuff. And we know somebody's chasing a problem, but what they're doing is they're dancing around. When you have a fuel issue, the very first thing you have to do is, is you have to take the old filter off and blow through it and then blow through a new one and to make sure that it's okay or not okay. Then the second thing you do you is you have to run filter? a fuel the fuel filter? Oh, the fuel filter. Yeah. And, okay. and and if you take it off and you put it to your lips and you blow through it and it's like somebody's got their thumb over the other side, then the thing's plugged up. But if you have a new one next to it and you blow through it and it's like blowing through a straw. Okay? So the difference between okay. a Louis Armstrong trumpet where his cheeks puff out a mile and blowing through a straw, that's the difference. The second thing is is you have we, you run a fuel pressure test on it to make sure that it has the appropriate fuel pressure which would then, if it doesn't, then the engine's going to starve for fuel and it's going to have fuel-related issues. But in reality, it's okay. either the pump that's bad or the filter that's bad. This isn't a tough one, and we don't fix problems based on the codes, but the codes will typically point us in the right direction. For instance, if you had an O2 sensor code there that said lean, lean, and you had a delivery problem and you had a I can't climb to Flagstaff because it runs real bad, one and one equals two. And so that that points to a fuel delivery problem. So um, okay. did they? Did, so they told you that. See you. This is what makes me so mad because you should have said to him. So let me get this straight. You're, I'm going to pay you a whole bunch of money to replace the fuel injectors, and you're going to guarantee that my truck is going to run fine, or, and it's going to be fine. And, and the problem that I brought it in here for, you're going to take care of. 
because you, I want to tell you something. Nothing sets my butt on fire more, and it doesn't happen around my shop, where somebody comes in and says, well, the code says it's running lean, so let's put a set of injectors in it. That, that technician's gone that very minute. That's not what it's all about. You have to be smart. Yeah, and, well, and the other thing is they always want to replace an O2 sensor, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, let me explain the O2 sensor real quick to you. The O2 sensor talks about voltage, okay? And low is lean and high is rich. So I want you to pretend that the O2 sensor can talk 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Are you with me? That's right. the O2 sensor yep. range. Yep. If it's running lean, it's down at 1. And if it's running 10, it's really rich. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. If you and I plugged in our scanner, not our code reader, but our scanner, we're going to talk to the computer, and, and we create a vacuum leak, we should see one. Yes? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then if we put our hand over the top of the intake and cut off the air, or if we start spraying carb cleaner or dump, spraying some fuel in the air intake, then it'll go to 10. That's how easy yeah. it is to test a few uh, uh -oh. an O2 sensor. You got to test it to <laughs> okay. see if it can see lean and rich. And there's yeah. no reason to guess because it's so damn easy to test. Uh, so, okay. I usually yeah. tell my customers yeah. when people say that about O2s is for to me the O2s are the tattletales. They are. You know, they are they are the reporters. Do we replace them from time to time? Absolutely. No, I mean no question about it, but that's usually a you know, low voltage, no voltage, no response, it's something like that. But they're just the title does. They're just the reporter. They just report what they're seeing. So there's something upstream, downstream, whatever. Especially uh, if it's a rich code, because a rich code is the top end of the voltage spectrum. <laughs> so the the O2 sensor is alive because it can see that big voltage, and it's, it's talking that big voltage. So Alan's right. It's really a matter it. It doesn't take much, but it does take a thousand or two thousand dollars worth of equipment to test an O2 sensor. But the test from start to finish might be ten minutes. I would tell your, yeah. I would tell that shop. I would say, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense. You, all of a sudden, six injectors go bad. I mean, I mean, it just that sounds ridiculous. Well, and then if, if you had an injectors that went bad, that means that he's he's lost fuel spray. And they're not spraying, right. and and they're plugged up, or they're dirty, or they're right. bad. Right. There should be drivability problems that go along with that. Absolutely. And this truck, if he's got all the injectors bad, this thing shouldn't go more than twenty-five miles an hour. We'd no. be done. And if it was running rich, it would be puffing black smoke out the back like a diesel. Or if it wouldn't run at all. Or it wouldn't run at all. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things you just need somebody else. What part of town are you in right now? Well, I'm actually in New Mexico. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. I'll tell you I'm something. In, I'm, I'm near Santa Fe. Okay, this is what this is this is what you do. Don't pass this on to anybody else. Okay, call a okay. couple of the auto parts stores in your area that have been around a long time and get a hold of the old gray-haired guy and say to him, "I'm new to the area. I want to know the shop that pays their bills. I want to know the shop that doesn't." order five parts and return four of them. I want a shop with the old gray-haired guy that's been around the block that knows how to diagnose cars. Who is that? And the old guy at the parts counter, the Napa store, the CarQuest, or the AutoZone, he'll know and he'll tell you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds like you're you're pointing me towards fuel delivery because I think you agree with me. It's pretty unlikely I've got three or more bad injectors that happen at yeah. the same time, right? Well, like I said, if they Not were bad, likely. if they were bad and they weren't spraying, it would have wouldn't have much power. And if it was bad because yeah. they're stuck open, you'd have a lot of black smoke. So pick your pick your poison. Yeah. And if you don't have either one of them, then I would change shops. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, All right thank, thank you very much. You bet. 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week, William Wolf will interview Ken Abramowitz. The Twin Topics, Israel and the United States, the threats and challenges they face. And can democracy successfully fight dictatorships? This week, Middle East Radio Forum. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Alan Salem. Um, Both of us are related to an auto repair shop in Tempe, but this isn't about our shop. It's about helping you out with your cars. It's about helping you... Uh, what to say, what not to say, and stuff like that with respect to your shop. Um, speaking of good shops and speaking of good diesel shops, Strictly Diesel's up in north. It's Pinnacle Peak and I-17. We've known Nate for a long time. He's really, really good at diesels. That's why his name of his shop is Strictly Diesel. So if you live up in that area and your General Motors, your Ford, your Dodge is running a little bad or maybe you want it to run better, Nate's a good guy to do that. Again, Strictly Diesel, and it, that's exactly what it means. That's what Nate works on, Strictly Diesel. Let's go to the phone. Steve, you've been waiting a while. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Um, good morning. This is actually the third third time I've called on the same issue, and you've not let me get the question out because of the way I prefaced it, I believe. I have a 2001 F-250 diesel, and... I say it wanders, and I make the analogy like the toe-in is set improperly. That's not the case. I've had it to several shops, good shops, and I still have the wander problem. It just doesn't like to go straight down the highway. So I'm looking for suggestions. Steve, we already talked about this before. Um, you got shops that are telling you the front end's fine, and yet you're saying their diagnosis is no good or not valid, and you want somebody else to guess, and I'm not in the mood to guess for you. This is is something that's on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 3. And you need to demonstrate the wonder first. So the first thing that I would want to do or about half the shops in town that would want to do, we want you in the truck and we want you to show us what you're talking about. And so describe the wonder. Well, if you're going down 101, 
straight section, um, you're constantly correcting. Uh, every three or four seconds, you need to correct. Okay. Keep it straight. What happens if you let go of the steering wheel? Will it just take off on some kind of an angle and just stay on that angle for quite some time? Right. It it uh, will head off at an angle and uh, stay that way until you correct. Alan, um, I'm, this is what I'm thinking. This either a tie rod end or a ball joint that's that's really locked up tight and he's having to constantly do it or the steering box is adjusted, somebody adjusted it too tight. What okay. do you think? I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm doing. I'm going through the exact same thing on my excursion right okay. this second. Okay, it is exactly what what you're feeling. Um, it is, and for me, it's uh, everything is tight. Everything in the you know, it's either been replaced or it's or it's tight. Um, we are right. right now. We are experimenting with the uh, steering box. Okay, um, we are. We loosened it up quarter turn, made it a little bit better. Quarter turn, made it a little bit better. I'm a half a turn right now. Seems to be a little bit better. I know what you're feeling. Adam's feeling kind of the same thing on his excursion. It's uh, I, I I don't know the answer. Everything is everything is tight. There is um, I'm thinking maybe caster. We may end up having to do some caster sleeves to knock those things back. So it's it's just kind of more of a um, it's it's it, your constant you, adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just. Why, why couldn't I, – I don't know if I agree with Caster, but why couldn't you just dial in a little bit of negative toe? Why, why, what happens if we have too much toe and we got the dogs the, – sure. the, the tires are walking down the road uh, uh, pigeon-toed? And so the, the left front's predominant and the right front's predominant. The left front's predominant and back and forth. Well, it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's pulling me that way. I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's just more of a um, – and it – yeah, to me – I don't. I can't tell you right now if there's anything wrong. It feels different than my Dodge, and that's what I'm trying to get used to. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? I understand. So I don't know that there is anything wrong. Well, if we put, if we dialed, if we took a little bit of cast uh, to toe out of it, and we pulled a, pulled them in pigeon toed by a degree, and went and drove it, and the problem went away, then we're we're yeah. we, we, we 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 just need to sh- to to just fine tune the alignment. Yeah. But if he's got play in the tie rod ends, if he's got play in the steering box, all bets um, are off. And 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 I think I told you last time, Steve. Um, Stand outside the truck with the truck running and take the steering wheel in your right hand, reach through the window, and sh- turn the steering wheel left and right two or three inches and watch the left front tire. And then right. you're going to have someone else do the steering wheel, and you're going to go over on the right front tire, and you're going to put your hand on the tire, and you're going to watch him turn the steering wheel. We need to make sure that the steering wheel, when it, the minute it moves, one and both of the tires are moving at the same time. Because if there's play right. and it's wandering, then that that that's causing the problem. But yeah, I can't fix it over the radio. I'm it's, sorry. It is. No. It, it's it's right. tough. I'll tell you too. Is it? And, and, and the bad thing about a steering box is, is it, and if it ends up being a steering box, everything now we know is reman. Mm-hmm. And and the only reason typically for us that I like to do those is if they're just leaking or have really bad because nine times out of ten you get a reman steering box that's worse than yours. If we're just barely, you know, if we're if we're you're right. It's you get a new one in there, and it's actually worse than your old one. So you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. But I, I, I know what you're going through, and I'm. It's 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 just um, it. I, I I can't fix it over the radio. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Lori, you're up next. How can we help you? Okay. Sorry. Um. Hi. Um. Thanks for answering. Sorry, I'm at work. Um. I have a box for you too. My car, probably for the last two, but more like three years. You're welcome has uh, randomly not started, but the, like the radio, the lights, and all that will still work. 
and uh, and then like two minutes later it'll start or the opposite. Okay, L- let's get our terminology right, and and it's okay. Um, but when you say it doesn't start, it cranks over normally. It goes. No, no, not at all. Okay, then it doesn't crank. Yes. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we have to use the right terminology. So when you hit the key, there's no at all. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, there, it, you can you can have a bad neutral safety switch on your shifter, so you should wiggle the shifter while you hold the key to the start position and see if that happens. But depending on the mileage, a lot of times we get underneath the car like that, and somebody will hold the key to the on position or start position. It doesn't crank. We hit the starter with a hammer, and it cranks over, and the and we're done with the diagnostic. It needs a starter and a solenoid. Yeah, that's all there is to it. So if you can get somebody, if you know it's going to happen, then you arrange to have somebody get close to the starter with a hammer, and make sure the parking brake's on, and then you hit the key and you go to crank and you hold it to crank, and then you say, "Hit it, honey, hit it," and he hits the starter with a hammer and it cranks over. We're done. You just diagnosed it. It's got a bad starter and bad set of brushes or something like that, a bad solenoid, but it's got a bad starter. So the ter- correct terminology is no crank, no noise. That means okay, so no much crank. to guys like us. Yeah, No crank, no start, yeah. Yeah, no crank, crank. no noise, no start. Okay, got it. As opposed oh. to I hit the key and it goes, rrr, 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 but it doesn't catch, it doesn't start. So in your case, you're driving. You did a good job. You have a no crank condition. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Lori. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you're outside the Saint or outside the Saint Louis, I'm from. If you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, you can call eight 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 nine sixty ninety six ninety six. If you're on iHeartRadio, eight 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 nine sixty. 9696. I'm Mark Salem. Alan Salem sitting next to me, and we're going to take your calls when we come back in about uh, three minutes. Again, three minutes, and we'll take your call. 602 locally, 602 960 Are you ready to retire? Inflation is picking up, the markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. The stock market goes up and down is beyond your control. But you're at a point in your life where you can't afford to make big financial mistakes. I'm Al Iberoa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Our investment strategy allows you to go up with the stock market, lock in your gains, and when the stock market goes down, your investment won't lose a dime. This works for your investments, savings at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and literally never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. 
I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to TakeMeFishing.org. That's TakeMeFishing.org. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960. We're talking about car, car repair problems, diesels, and alignment issues, and my car doesn't start, and we help you with the vernacular that your car actually isn't cranking over. And so that's going to be a battery cable. That's going to be a battery problem. It's going to be a neutral safety switch. It's going to be a starter solenoid or a starter motor. As opposed to my car goes, but it doesn't catch. That means spark or fuel. So that's kind of the reason why it's really important. You can't... The worst nightmare in an auto shop, our auto shop, is is we have somebody come in and they dance the keys onto the counter and they say it won't start and they walk out the door. That's going to cost you money because we're going to have to figure out what the heck you're talking about. And so it's a good idea to to just work on it uh, from a little bit more, have more of a conversation at the front counter. Bob, good morning. How can we help you? Morning, guys. I'd like to ask Alan, does he replace tire pressure monitoring sensors on a preventative basis or do you just wait till they go the batteries go dead um both a lot of times customers wait till batteries go dead yes um 
if you come to if you come to our, our shop and okay, let's just say it's 2022 and you have a uh, and you have a 2013 and you're getting new tires, I may say, hey, um, I'll save you a hundred bucks if you wanna if you wanna buy four TPMS sensors right now. Not a lot. I mean, every once in a while, I'll give customers that option, but uh, um, it's not a bad idea. But it's not something we do every single well, day. And in that case, we got the tire off anyway. So hey, that's my cheap, point. Yeah, there's yeah. the labor is screw a new one, screw the old one off, and put a new one on. Right. Um, and 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 it's a really kind of a blanket. But give me a range for the TPMS stickers on the uh, on the uh, sensors on the. They're you uh, usually as 60, little as oh sixty to eighty bucks. Okay, yeah, each. Yes, okay, yes, each. So four of them, you could be three hundred twenty dollars tied up in a in, in four TPMS. Yeah, three hundred twenty dollars today, or if you did them later, you'd be four hundred and twenty dollars. You know, to break them down and, and and do them again. So and remount them and rebalance. Yeah. Them. So, um, another is there anything way to bring them alive? Is there any kind of a trick to somebody says, hey, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, or is that just a battery? That's just a battery, yeah. Okay. Does that help you, Bob? If you had a 2014 and you were getting new tires, would you replace all the sensors? Uh, How many miles has it got on it? 120. It's more years than miles. Oh, I know, but I'm just getting a feeling of how many times they've been talking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You, My tire pressure light's been on for 17 years, so I I, I could honestly care less. Um, How embarrassing! No, how embarrassing! No. Well, because I always run mine under uh, underinflated because I like the ride better. Okay. Um, so I don't you know, under the parameters the car is looking. Yeah, at. that's a wait six a minute. One. Wait, hold the phone. You run your tires underinflated, and your dad says you should always run them three or four pounds overinflated. Well, that's again, that's he's not telling you the truth because I don't say we're going four, four pounds over. No, yeah, no, you don't want to go four pounds over. Uh, I run mine. I run mine under. Obviously, never when I tow. When I'm always unloaded, I run them at max when I'm loaded all the time. But for me, comfort is more than wearing out tires. Is more important to me than wearing out tires. So I like them. I like them underinflated. Um, but let me, safe. I don't. I don't. I don't run them at fifteen pounds. Instead of running at sixty-five, I run them at fifty. I mean, it's you know. But um, there's there's two inflations we're talking about here. We're talking about the one on the door sticker. Yeah. And that's to hold the load for that corner of the car. Yeah. And then the second one we're talking about is maximum inflation written on the side of the tire. Right. Either one of those is an appropriate yes. one. Me, on the other hand, unlike him, I'm running mine at, at maximum inflation because I like the fuel economy. I like all of that. And, of course, you're driving a one-ton Dodge, and the fuel economy is not that perfect. And I'm up to 15 and 16 miles a gallon, so I feel pretty happy. And I think a lot of it has to do with I'm running the tires at maximum inflation. So uh, to answer your question, it's six, one half dozen the other. If I tell you not to replace them, you'll have one go bad next week. And if I tell you to replace them, they would have been good for another four years. So it's like a no win for me. But it, 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 it's, it's not a bad idea. It's and not Bob, a bad idea. who's going to do the tires? Discount. Okay, um, I think also you'll find out that because of they're so big, and and I'm going to tell you up front and everybody else, I work for Discount Tire. I admire them. I think they're a great business model. But I think um, you'll find your very best price for TPMS there because that's not this giant uh, uh, 
what's what am I what's the word I'm looking for uh, income stream yeah. for them yeah it's, it's not a big deal to them yeah and and, and they're probably using aftermarket uh, sensors if I mean you can spend a couple hundred bucks a sensor if you get an OEM one we're, we've all switched over after the OEM ones we all switch over to an aftermarket universal so that's not that's not bad but uh, yeah it's like I said it's up to you man it's six one half dozen the other. Anyway, Bob, thank you very much. Thank you for bringing that up, and 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 that's the that's one I don't think I've had in a long time, or if I've ever had is TPMS. The TPMS is tire pressure monitoring system, and there's a transmitter inside the car that tells the computer on the car what the temperature of the tire is, and the temperature and the inflation of the tire. And so when you go down the road and you have your TPMS light come on and it says the right front needs attention, it's typically it's either overinflated because it got hot or it's underinflated because it's got a nail. So it's the tire pressure monitoring system. That's what TPMS is. We'll be back in just a minute. Mike Gallagher just wants to stay focused. Now they're pretending that we Republicans are unable to denounce violence. And they're going to try to take that lie and run with it leading to the midterm elections. It's incumbent upon us to ignore the noise, to avoid the lies, to be aware of what is true. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer. My husband and I started a business together, and I had no idea where to start when it came to payroll. And a friend of mine recommended Patriot, and I have not looked back since. It was extremely user-friendly. I was actually able to understand it and run everything extremely well. And anytime I've had a question, they have been so quick to answer and help me. Um, I definitely recommend it to anyone who is looking for a payroll software that is easy to use, user-friendly, and really offers everything that you need when it comes to something that's beneficial for your business. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Hi. I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle, testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help, it will keep getting worse. Please join me in the movement to stop diabetes. Share your passion and your story. Get involved in local events like the Tour de Cure or the Step Out Walk. Learn how you can better manage this disease or reduce your odds of developing it. And give what you can to help us spread the word and fund programs like the Diabetes Camps for Kids and research to find a cure. Join the movement at StopDiabetes.com. Help us fight a deadly disease that shortens and burdens the lives of millions of Americans. Together, we can stop diabetes. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we're required to broadcast some types of political advertising by the FCC. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and sometimes we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. 
Well, 43 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my son, Alan. Between the two of us, we've probably got north of 50, 60 years of, of car repair experience, and we're here to share that with you. Mike's on the line. We're going to go to him in just a minute, but the lines are open, so there's four lines available, 602-508-0960. And if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, write this down, 888-960-9696. Eight 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 nine sixty ninety six ninety six and all those ninety sixes is because this is nine sixty the Patriot in Phoenix. Mike, thank you for holding. How can we help you? Hey guys, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Yeah, I have a eight Lexus, I think two point uh liter. It's got about a hundred and eighty thousand miles on it. And the problem I'm having when I'm on the freeway, like if I have my moonroof open and I'm changing lanes and I get on it. I get a rotten egg smell, and it's only when I'm on the freeway and give it a lot of gas. Okay. But How's your fuel economy? Um, it's getting about 28 in the city. Okay. And it and only I does have no lights moon- or anything. Okay, and the moonroof is is the the commonality here. If you open up the sunroof or the moonroof, is when you yeah. smell it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I have the AC on or anything. I don't smell it. The only thing that we ever, and we actually see it quite frequently, the only thing that we ever see that smells like rotten eggs is battery. So I don't know if maybe you have a battery that's boiling. I don't. I, you could look at it and see. If it's all wet on the top of it, then your alternator may be overcharging the battery. And leaking. You're, and you're getting, because the wind's going to come through the grill, go underneath the hood, and then the smell's going to go over the windshield. And when you open up the sunroof and the moonroof, then you're going to get that smell. So pop the hood. Now, is your battery inside the car or under the hood? It's under the hood. Last time I checked, it was dry. Okay, okay. Just double-check that. Make sure you don't see any corrosion, any, you know, stuff. Because nine times out of ten, rotten egg is uh, is battery. It's the sulfur from the uh, from the battery. Now, do you have a voltmeter by chance? Yes. Okay. Um, we we want the battery when you got the idle up and you got all the air conditioning off and all that kind of stuff. The motor's running and you're holding the throttle a little bit. We want the battery voltage to be somewhere between 13 and 14 volts. So if you turn it on and you're 15, 16, 17 volts, then then that's probably your rotten egg smell. We're probably gassing the battery because we've got a problem with the ground. We got a bad ground, or we've got a bad regulator. One or the other, alternator or regulator. Usually they're uh, internal. Okay. But, okay. but, it, and and it won't be from the exhaust because catalytic converter will give us the rotten egg smell too. Because you're not going to really pick up the exhaust from the moonroof because the exhaust is way behind you when you're doing down the road at 50 miles an hour. So I think mm-hmm. Alan, Alan is. Let's look at the battery first, and if you have a voltmeter, get the wife, start it up, have mm-hmm. her bring the RPMs up to about 1500 RPM, a thousand, fifteen hundred, hold them, turn on the air conditioning, and then you check the voltage to the battery, and hopefully you're between 13 and 14, and you're not 15, 16, or 17. Okay. Okay, and then it's frying the battery if it's up too high. Yes, it That's is. Where the smell is coming from. Okay. Yes, it is. All right, good. Okay, I'll check right. it out. Thank you. You betcha. Yep. And rotten egg smell. I always make notes because they go, well, what, what was that guy's name again? Well, he was Mike. <laughs> yep. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The hardest part of working on cars is the perception that people can go on the Internet and go to YouTube and have somebody explain to them how to fix their car. Let me explain why that's not a good idea. 
First of all, I can't tell you, and Alan, you can chime in whenever you want. We get customers come in all the time and you lift the hood and they've got every new thing that you can put underneath the hood is brand new. And we can tell they've been YouTubing. And I can't tell you how many times we have found a bad ground wire, a bad connection, how many times we found a fuel leak or a, a, a pressure fuel pressure regulator that's using uh, extra fuel and going into the vacuum system and causing it to run rich, which causes the O2 sensor. And so the guy puts three, four, five O2 sensors in it, and they must be cheap, so I'm going to go to the dealer and buy theirs, and it's still the same way. Well, the O2 sensor is the messenger, as you said. It tells the computer what the heck's going on in the tailpipe. And so if, the, if it's running rich, then the, compu- then the O2 sensor is doing what it's supposed to do. You have to figure that out. And a bad f- diaphragm in the fuel pressure regulator will cause the engine to just drink gasoline. And the rotten egg smell go along with it. So that kind of conversation is an important one. But there's lots of wives' tales out there where you talk to somebody and he goes, oh, yeah, every single Ford 7.3 has that problem. We don't find that problem. We do find pattern failures, mm-hmm. but they all have pretty much the same symptoms. And so you can put one and one equals two. Give me a pattern failure on your 7.3 excursion. Anything that uh, you guys fix on a regular basis on the... Exhaust back pressure sensors. Okay. And so tell me what the symptoms are. Uh, mostly it's a check engine light, lack of power. Okay, so check engine light, and what codes are going to have? Mm, I don't know right off the top of my head what the number is, but it's an exhaust back pressure code. Okay, and so then, then you go in, and the exhaust back back pressure is supposed to tell the computer what? Um, I don't know exactly what what they do. I, I it's something with the with the uh, pedestal of the turbo. I don't know exactly how it reads or what it reads. Okay. Okay, and so it's back pressure is is basically as we shove all this turbo air through the in, intake system and through the engine, it's the, the there's going to be a pressure sensor along the line there to yep. tell us what it is. Yes. Okay, and so you, that's something that we see, and yep. it's easy to diagnose, mm-hmm. and there's no guessing. No. And so yes. when they come in and they have been guessing, what are they doing? Oh, could it be a variety of things? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, turbos i mean there's lots of lots of different things there that's the 73 is really not a, a great example more of like a 60 okay yeah you know 60 would be you know yeah, yeah the, there's a million different things that can cause a million different things and and and, and the 60's been around since the early 2000s 03 03 yeah and we we've, we've we we like most everybody else has kind of learned all about the 60 oh, yeah. today if 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 we can just have a conversation with our customer and talk to them and have them give us one of three answers, yes, no, or I don't know, and the guys have a tough time with the I don't know, so yeah. they'll, they'll guess and say yes or no. The women, on the other hand, will, will give us the I don't know in a heartbeat. But it's it's that conversation will get us closer to it. If the shop doesn't have the conversation, then you're already going to spend more diagnostic money than you should have had they and and then you can you can avoid that if you want by doing this you can write them a note and put the note on the dashboard and say to the technician and just write the note this is what i'm seeing this is what i'm smelling and this is how to make it happen and here's my cell phone number call me if you have any questions that's not a bad idea we see that actually frequently well i push it real hard yeah 
Yeah. I push it real hard. If you want to talk to the technician, you ain't going to get him on the phone because we aren't calling him to the front of the shop to do that. Right. The shop runs at about $150 an hour, and there's 10 or 12 guys out there, and it's not a good idea to just bring one up and have him start taking calls on the front counter. But the way to talk to it now, the technician has the opportunity to call your cell phone and ask you, does it do it cold or hot, and does it make any difference if the gas tank is full or half or or empty when this happens? Those are the kinds of questions that... Uh, that are going to help him fix your car. And I'll, Sorry, I was uh, just going to, trying to cough, trying to keep from coughing. Okay. All Sorry. Right. Anyway, that's all right. Yeah. And, and and it's it's a good idea when the technician's calling you, you can answer one of three or four different ways. Yes, no, but don't be afraid of, I don't know. Because you don't want to say yes and send us in that direction. So the answers can be yes, no, or I just don't know. Yeah. It's a lot easier when we have the customer involved to diagnose it, and the time you spend with us on the phone or with the technician on the phone is going to is going to come back to you at about three bucks a minute because it's it's going to save us save you a lot of money because we're going to be able to talk to the person who drives it. Ladies, if you're told to take the truck in to the shop and your husband's the primary driver or the only driver, then give his cell phone number <laughs> to the shop when you ride it up because to let them call him. And we, we always want to do that anyway. So it makes a big difference. There's a couple of good shops in town that I want to tell you about. Harker's is at 38th Avenue and Indian School. He's a good guy, and he's a good diagnostician. They've been around for a very, very long time. And it's a family-owned business where Ellen, the wife, is at the front counter, and Bob and and a a nephew is on the uh, is in the shop. And between Bob and and what's his name? Is it Eric? Um, at where? At Harker's. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, anyway, he's really a good tech. Bob and him are a really good pair to draw to. So that's Harker Automotive, 38th and uh, Indian School. And then you got Thompson's out in Mesa, and they're on Main Street and Stapley just west. And they're really, really a good shop and been around a very long time. And what's important about the shops that I recommend to you is I, I know them. I know their families. I, I know they've been in business. I've talked to the parts people because I want a shop that's going to buy 100 parts and only return one or two, and that's because they re- looked it up wrong, as opposed to let's put this on, hope that didn't fix it, and let's send it back to the parts house. Parts houses know who's using new parts to diagnose cars and which shop does that. And what I don't want is, is I don't want that part sent to me. <laughs> Because God only knows if it's if it's been damaged or if it's been if it's an alternator and they over over uh, amped it or over RPM'd it or whatever. It's just not a part that I want to take out of a box and see that it's been installed. So those are the kinds of things that that, that you can do. Thompson's has been around. Both Brian and Thelma's family has been in the gas station business since the '60s in Mesa. So those young Brian and Thelma have been in the gas station business and the car repair business for a very, very long time. So those are a couple of good shops that uh, that if you don't have a shop, then may I suggest that you take your car in for an oil change and, and see how they treat you, see what it's like to, uh, to, to talk to them and stuff. There are, a, back in 1988, when I first started the best car repair shops, there wasn't really a whole bunch of anything. And shortly after that, Angie's List and everybody else in the world came up with referral stuff. Here's the difference between my list of car shops. First of all, you can't buy your way on. And number two is I'm smarter than the average bearers when it comes to complaints about auto repair shops. 
there's only one shop since 1988 that we asked to resign. And then he actually stepped up and made the customer whole, and we said, fine, we'll keep you. And and then he changed hands, and once they change hands, then the shop has to go away for a while because we don't know anything about the owners. So there's a lot of moving parts with respect to I think to that's an important to. point, too. The, the You know, having the same owners for X number of years, what is it? Ten. It's five to ten. We we need we need and we need one of the owners on site. Yes, right. And so it, I need to be able to have their cell phone numbers, and we need to be able to talk and and stuff like that. And it's no different than when when our shop gets a complaint. We lean on some of those other guys. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a complaint on a shop not too long ago, and the customer said he he fixed an oil leak, but there's no way he fixed the oil leak because the under the side of the car is just dripping with oil. So I took it from shop A. And he didn't want to go back to A anyway. And we sent it to Shop B. And I called Shop B and I said, just look this over. See if, if we may. And what he did was is he put a oil filter adapter on a Chrysler. And that's one that um, who's uh, who makes aftermarket parts? Dorman. Dorman had redesigned it from plastic to metal. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, O-ring problem or something. Shop number two says, Mark, everything's fine. They just didn't clean up the mess. Mm, yeah. And so shop number two cleaned up the mess, and then the customer calls back and says, I'm just as happy as can be. Well, shop number two, I think they charged him, but it was a small amount, but but they didn't charge me for what they did for me, and that is, is did they fix the oil leak? The answer was, yes, shop number two, shop B, fixed the oil leak. They just didn't clean the mess up. So it works that way, mm-hmm. and and the customer is happy. Shop number A is happy. Shop B is happy. Shop A owes shop B a favor, <laughs> and and that's kind of the way it works. So my email address. We're going to come back for another hour's worth of callers. If you want to join us, you can six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back in probably about four or five minutes, and we'll take your calls. If you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan areas, eight 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 nine sixty. 9696, 888-960-9696, no matter where you're from. You just give us your name and tell us what kind of year-making model car you have, and then tell us what the symptoms are. What does it smell like? It pulls to the left. It doesn't start cold. It doesn't start hot. I smell a gas smell, um, so forth and so on. So that's kind of how it works is it's give and take. You tell us what uh, what's the symptom is that you've identified, and then we get to ask questions about that as well. And we do it on the Internet as well. So mark at marksalem.com is an easy way to do that. And if you'd leave a phone number, I like that because I'm going to want to ask you some questions, and I call from a blocked cell phone. So I tell you that in advance. I tell you I'm at your your email. I'm working on your email, but I'd like to call you, and I'll do that in the next couple of hours, and I'm going to call from a blocked line, and I will identify myself immediately. Hey, you called me. My name's Mark Salem. Can we talk about your car? That's what I say at the very beginning. So anyway, 602-508-0960, that's the call direct here. And if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area, one more time, is 888-960-9696. He's Alan. I'm Mark. We both have the same last name as Salem, and we'll be back right after this. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.